Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on doing the word, living the word, and following the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Again, I am thoroughly excited that you all are here. Um, It has been an amazing time in the Lord to see God um, gather his bride. So this is what I want you guys to know, and I'm, I, I'm, I have said this before, but I want to make sure that we set a very clear foundation for those of you who are getting on the call for the first time, who might have, have been invited and are like, who is this um, girl with the Pocahontas braids and, and, the, and the cap? Um, and so um, my husband is um, Alex and I am Kai, we are the pastors. Um, of Kingdom House of Worship. And one of the things that we we want to make very clear is that um, we are not a part of a denomination. I was talking to a young lady yesterday, um, a millennial. I really love the millennials. And she comes from a background of, she was first a Mormon, and then she went into Catholicism. And now she was um, in this, you know, this kind of a new agey, you know, I'm spiritual, you know, we've heard it, um, higher power kind of thing. But she moved in with my niece who is, who is all Jesus. My niece is the uh, youngest daughter of Frank Wilson, who was one of the uh, greatest pastors some of us know. And so they called me, um, my, my niece was like, I just, I just need to talk to you. I just need to hear, I just need to hear what God is doing. So we start talking and the, uh, her, the, her friend, her roommate started to go on a rant about, um, how, um, how oppressive the Bible was to women. And, um, and this comes from this lens of this oppression she feels from men everywhere. Um, but she started to give me her history. And so one of the things that I shared with them yesterday was that a lot of people have been introduced to the Bible through a denomination. Okay. We come, we, we have, most of us, you know, if, if you have been in the things of God a long time, your parents, before you ever had a decision, decided what denomination you were a part of. Okay. So I was raised Catholic and Baptist at the same time. I love my parents. Amen. So, but once I was able to drive, my mother said, you can decide where you want to go. So I decided I was a Baptist. Now I will tell you, I didn't know what the Baptists believed. I didn't really know the doctrine, right? Of which it means their belief system. I didn't understand the, the, the denominational doctrine of the Baptist. I like to sing and the music was good. In Catholicism, you know, they got a guitarist and it's, you know, usually more folky. So I became a Baptist because I like the music, okay? But I, if someone had walked up to me and said, what is a Baptist? I'd have been like, it's us. We go over here. It's a lot of us. I do know the things that we're not supposed to do as Baptists, but I can't tell you actually what ba- the Baptist denomination is founded on, right? And so a lot of us have a denominational stance that then colors the way we read the Bible. And so if your denomination doesn't believe a thing that is actually in the word, you are taking chunks out of the Bible based on 
the the uh the doctrine the the denominational stance right not based on bibl a biblical standard okay so there are certain denominations that don't believe certain things even though we say that the bible is the is the inspired infallible word of god right so we will say we this is all the truth but my denomination may say this part is not and so what i was sharing with her is that even in 2020, non-denominational is still a denomination. <laughs> Am I right, Minister Tifa? Because if you say we're non-denominational, it is still a denomination. What non-denominational is, is just a melting pot of all the things that people like from all of the denominations, right? Because if you go into a, I've been a part of non-denominational ministries, and you can go in and feel some Baptist, Baptist, feel some Pentecostal, feel some, right? So you may feel a lot of influences from different denominations, but now what we're saying is we just don't belong to one. We kind of bring whatever we like from the others into this and we've now we're not. Well, I'm here to tell you, we, we Jesus. <laughs> so we are the Bible, period, okay? That's it. So if you're wanting to know the denomination we are, we're not. So what we are is we are as as I love Minister Tifa and I did a conference one time and she started by saying I'm a Jesus girl and the place went went up, right? So what we are is we are a part of the bride doing work in the vineyard. That's who we are. And here's the thing, so are you. You are a part of the bride, and wherever you are, you are doing work in the vineyard. You do not have to be a pastor to do work in the vineyard, okay? And so what we teach is that church is not a location, it is a vocation. It is not where you go, it is who you are. Because if you exegete the word church, it means ecclesia, which means the whole congregation of God, and it is the body of Christ. So you and I, right now, on Zoom, Hello, church. Okay. And so what happens is, is many of us in this moment where we have been drawn into our homes had certain angst because we could not get into the building. Because unfortunately, over the last, I'm being nice today, okay, guys, because some of you are new. So over the last, probably, I'm going to just stop at 100 years, but even a little longer, we have been teaching that the church is brick and mortar, okay? And what happens is, is that people then, a lot of people have reduced the ability of God or the power of God or even the presence of God and relegated it, it's like it's, it's, it's bigness to the building. So what is really happening is people have angst because their relationship with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is attached to a place. And when you realize that it's not attached to a location, it will free you like you have never been freed before. When you recognize that you are the church, then here's what it will do though, it will actually cause you to have to be responsibility for your relationship with the Lord. 
right? Because many of us have given the responsibility over to the pastor, the leaders, the auxiliary, right? Leaders, we have given the responsibility, but when you are the church, you have to steward your own relationship with the Lord. You have to steward your time of study in the word. Now, here's what I want you to not misinterpret. The Bible says this, that we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves. So the local assembling of ourselves that happens in the building is not a bad thing. It is just not uh, labeled correctly. So when you walk in a building, it can only be called church because you're there. Honestly, it's because you're there. So we are doing what we have not done is to forsake the assembling of ourselves. This is why this Zoom call is available, why we have brought our home fellowships because we plant home fellowships to this one space. And this is why we are not um, uh, or will not make this only for K-How people, right? Because if we're saying we are part of the bride doing work in the vineyard, then whoever decide that God desires to walk into the into the vineyard and work alongside of us, learn alongside of us, it's open. Okay, so understand that you we're just the bride coming together. That is what is happening on this Zoom call. We are not trying to recruit you. <laughs> um, we actually don't have membership, and everyone knows your membership is in heaven. You belong to God. So we are not pastors that own you. There's only one landlord, and his name is Jesus, the Lord of Lord and King of Kings, okay? So we don't have membership. So this is not a recruiting tactic. This is not at the end. Someone's going to ask for you to, to write your name on an envelope, and then we're going to harass you, okay? That is not what this is. This is just us lo loving uh, uh, the body and welcoming new parts of the body to fellowship with us, okay? Um, our, our foundation is very simple. Do the word, live the word, follow the word. That is it. Okay. Our lives are to live the word, to do the word and to follow the word. So this year, um, we are teaching on discipleship in a very different way. And so the first six months of the year, we are being made into disciples so that the last six months of the year, we can make disciples. I've said this and I will continue to say it. You cannot make what you have not been made. That is in life period, okay? So um, there are a lot of times, um, and I'm, I'm not talking about any parents on this screen. I, I'm talking about mine. There are many times that a parent will try to make their kid into the thing they want them to be that they actually have never been. need to take a sip but we have a god that is making us into what he has always been and that's the great thing is that we have a god that is making us into who he is what he does how he thinks like god want right if we're created in his image then his desire is for us to become um, acquainted and uh, intimately intertwined with who he is. And that excites me, right? Um, it can be a little scary because we also know that we are, we have a humanity and some, some flesh that gets in the way, right? 
Um, but God is God is 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 not moved by that. Okay, so we are in the month of. So let me back up. The first month of discipleship was come. We're using this uh, Matthew um, uh, fourteen and nine. Am I right? Right. Yes. Matthew fourteen nine. Matthew what? Four nineteen. Sorry. Matthew four nineteen. I got. I'm looking at scriptures on my my page too. Matthew four nineteen, which says, "Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men, or I will teach you how to make fish." That is the theme scripture for the year. Um, we first month was learning how to come. Second month was learning how to abandon. Third month was to follow, and this month is the month of me. The scripture says, "Come, follow me." Me equals Jesus. So if you are taking notes, just so you know, we're in the month of me, but me equals Jesus. Me is not you. Me is Jesus. Okay. And so what we're doing this month is we are in the follow in, in the making sure that we keep our focus on Jesus. There are things that we have to make sure that we are not. Okay. And so um, last uh, was that Wednesday? Yes, Wednesday. We uh, we made sure. I'm sorry. I lost my book. Please forgive me. I want to give it. Last year we had. Last week we made sure that we were not leaving Jesus out of the journey. That was last Saturday, right? So we have to make sure that we are not leaving Jesus out of the journey. And then on Wednesday. We had to make sure that we are not missing what Jesus is really saying. So for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, we do have a podcast with all of the teachings and we will make sure that that is put in the um, notes in the chat so that if you would like to go back and listen to those, you can, okay? So today we are on the third thing that we have to make sure that we are not. I'm unmuting Malcolm as Malcolm has been reading for us. But today, as we are taking notes, write down, make sure we are not, dot, 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 drum roll, that we are not, remember, this is a not, not letting Jesus direct when we don't understand. That we are not letting Jesus direct when we don't understand. So you have to make sure that you're not letting Jesus direct. Get what I'm saying? When you don't understand. So make sure we are not letting Jesus direct when you don't understand, okay? So that he's not directing. That's what he's saying. You're not letting him direct when you don't understand. Does that make sense? Some of you guys are looking at me like, I don't know. Or is it, or is it, is it doing something already? <laughs> okay, hold on. Someone is saying, I see Dana. There's only one not, 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 not. It's only one not. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Make sure we are not letting Jesus direct when we don't understand. Okay. I'm unmuting you. Tell me what you're, Dana. So you said make sure we are not letting jesus direct when you don't understand is it you mean like make sure we're not not letting him direct you can we say don't? not not if you'd like to but okay yeah. that's that why i said sense. dot 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 and then it's so that you know the not letting yeah so you can Got say it. not 
that That's makes it more clear for you. So we're moving forward. So make sure that you are not not <laughs> letting Jesus direct when you don't understand, if you'd like to not not, okay? So when someone is directing you, they are in, uh, in I'm sorry? Ty, I, I don't understand that. Can you explain that a little more? What yeah. I don't. Okay, so here's the thing. And we are not letting him direct because we don't understand. Do you get that? We are not letting him direct because we don't understand. You're still looking confused, um, uh, Diana. Do you not understand? I am. I'm, I, yeah, I don't understand. Okay, so, so are you saying? So let, let me say it this way. Have you ever had a time in your life that Jesus was trying to direct you somewhere and you didn't let him because you didn't understand what he wanted you to do or how he wanted you to do it or when he wanted you to do it or where he wanted you to do it? So we are not letting Jesus direct because we don't understand. Um, Minister T. Fay, go ahead. Yes. So basically you're saying, don't be that girl. <laughs> I don't. That's nope. what you're saying. It's like, don't not be that girl right. that doesn't let God look exactly. the Lord. Because remember, the whole thing is that we're making sure of the things that we are not. Remember that? Yes. Yes. So we are not letting, right? We're not missing out on what Jesus is saying. You know, we're not. So we are not. We're, what we're trying to do now is stop ourselves from stopping him from directing us when we don't understand. Does that make it a little clearer, Diana? Anybody else? Okay, hold on. Oh, Sharice, uh, I'm muting you. Uh huh. Yes. Okay. So the wording of it, when you explain it, it is. Yeah, it, I was going to get to the more clarity, but the yes. wording of that, the structure of that is is very confusing. Yes. So I was going to get to the clarity of that, but y'all just started. <laughs> Okay. And I can see it. So I just like, um, and I know this is your first time here, just like with each of them, I break it down, which I was about to do with definitions that would have given you guys a little bit more clarity, but I could see your faces. So that's why I stopped um, to ask if, you know, what was happening, but I want you to write it down that way. And now I'm going to explain to you what it looks like. And then as always, guys, I'm going to give you biblical um, app stories that will show you what it looks like. Okay. So, um, Malcolm, I see you raising your hand. Uh, Pastor is it about the same thing? Well, I was, I was just saying the wording that you used when you first described it was the one, I think that's why people. Yeah, but I want to use that wording. I want to use that wording. So I need, I, I want y'all to write it that way and then let me break it down. Okay. So to make sure we are not this is, and remember that we are not, this is not about, this is a personal thing. So you can write down to make sure that I am not, right? So if you wanna make it, help yourself, move the word let and put stop. Put stopping Jesus directing when I don't understand. If that makes it a little bit easier for you, put the word stop. but I'm not letting him. I, I wanna say it that way, because what you're doing is not letting him direct, okay? And we do it often. We do it often, more than we really realize, okay? 
So I understand that it is not, um, it doesn't seem, you know, with our, because here's the thing, guys, I'm, I am, I, I'm a little smart. So it is not uh, set in a, a real gramma grammatically correct standard, right? And, and it's in the way that it's formulated, but I want you to write it that way because I want you to see it a certain way, okay? Uh, Minister Suzette. Minister Suzette, your hands up. Could you just give us one example of when I'm we gonna do get that? there. I need you guys. Okay, so guys, especially you guys that are part of KHAL now, <laughs> let me give, let me you know I'm gonna give you an example. That's the th this is what we've been doing each week. So a lot of you are trying to jump ahead because you you're trying to, I wanna know, I wanna know what it is right now. Huh? And here's and here's what's happening. You don't understand. So it's an example of what I'm saying. And exactly right now what is happening, y'all are, and this is what we do with God. And that's why I wanted to say it the way it said. Because it is a lesson that is happening right now. And this is what we do with God. Okay? So I want to say it that way for a reason. I'm, I, I, I like what's happening, but I need you to trust me that I promise you, I'm going to give you application. But do you see the feeling that you're having right now? Do you see the thoughts that are swirling right now? Do you see how much of how you're trying to make this make sense and you don't even have the, uh, you don't have answers, you don't have instruction, you don't even have information. And yet right now, you are trying to make it make sense because in your mind, if it doesn't make sense, then I can't follow it. If it doesn't make sense, then how can I? Well, if you're asking me to understand, no, 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 no. I'm asking you right now to trust me. So make sure that you are not not trusting me. <laughs> right? And this is what God will do. God, I love God because he, he'll, he'll give us the actual, right? I, I kind of don't have to go to the Bible now because y'all have just proved the point, but we're going to go to the Bible, okay? But this is what happens. God will say, you know, I want you to, uh, I want you to move cross country. And you're like, uh, sir, it's a pandemic. That makes no sense. Why would you ask me to move during a time when I'm not even really supposed to be outside right now. And then we start to, well, God, that, no, that, just, that absolutely can't happen. Children of Israel. That absolutely can't happen in the midst of all this calamity and famine. And how could you possibly think that that makes any sense, God? Okay. So we have all done it. I included. So... Now we're going to rest. I want everybody to take a deep breath in and say, God, we're ready to receive. Amen. I love it. I love it. My husband's getting a real kick out of it. He's like, it's happening right now. I was like, I know they don't know yet. So let's <laughs> give them a few more minutes. Okay. So somebody who is directing something, okay, they are managing and governing. They are training and showing you how to get somewhere. So in this moment, I need, you, I need you to give me permission to show you how to get somewhere, okay? In the midst of right now your mind swirling, I need you to give me permission 
to show you how to get somewhere right now. When also when you're directing, you're guiding and you're advising. Now here's what happens when we, what, what understanding really is, okay? Understanding is to perceive the intended meaning. What I love in the Bible is that the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees would come up to Jesus and they would say one thing, but Jesus would say, I perceive you mean this, which means he could, he could go between the words they were saying and understand the intention and the motive behind it and speak to the heart matter that was happening. See, I'm watching heart matters happen in what I just said. So what happens is, is when we have ever had a feeling of someone misleading us or someone confusing us, it is now a trigger hitting in the back of, of, of us. And we don't, the, let me tell you something. The worst feeling in the world for me is being lost. I cannot stand driving and not knowing where I'm going. That lost feeling, it just, right? And so right now we felt lost in understanding. But you have to learn to trust the person leading you. Some of you don't know me. You have to trust the person leading you. And so when we're talking about God, even when I don't understand where he's trying to get me to go, the question is, do I trust him? Do I trust who he is? And do I trust him enough that without my understanding, I will arrive at the place he's showing me? And those are real questions we have to ask ourselves because a lot of us will say, yeah, I trust God. But in the secret deep places, there is still some issues of trust when it comes to the Lord. Because a lot of us still look at the Lord like we look at man. And so many of us are still waiting for God to fail us. We're still on the fence, like, okay, well, you know, you did come through here. I'm not really sure if you're, right? Because we have maybe been disappointed so much. Maybe we've been misdirected before. You know, maybe people, you know, have just, we've had so much heart hurt and wounds that is very hard to trust and to lean into something that doesn't make sense to our natural minds, okay? But we serve a God that is not ordinary, but extraordinary. We serve a God that makes what the world does in addition, multiplication. So in God, one plus one could be a million. <laughs> but in the world, one plus one is two. And so there's a lot of things that God is going to ask of you, require of you, that in the moment you may not understand, but you have to fight everything in you not to stop him from directing when you don't understand, okay? So I want us to go to Mark 10. Mark chapter 10. No. No, Shannon, that's that's not the that's not the right one. I'm looking at your thing. Malcolm, are you there? I I unmuted you. 
Yeah. Okay. So we're going to Mark 10 and we're going to read verses 17 through 22. And do you want the NIV first and Mark 10, 17 through 19 says, as Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. You just read Mark 10? Mark 10, 17 through 19. I said 22 through 22. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, 22. Uh, continuing. Yes. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. So here's our first example. Here's the rich young ruler who, who knows the, the, the law, the Ten Commandments, right? He understands the Torah. He comes to Jesus and asks what he must do. And then Jesus directs him to do something that in his, in his mind doesn't make sense but it is a directive of the Lord. He comes, he says, good, good teacher. And, and, and Jesus quickly says, no, there's no one good but God. He tells him all these things that he knows that he says, but I want to, I want to be with you. I'm going to follow you. I want to serve you. And, and Jesus gives him a, a clear direction. He says, go sell everything. Right. He said, cause your, your treasures are stored up. And he says, then when you do that, you can follow me. And the Bible says he walks away sad because he cannot understand what does selling everything have to do with following you. Hmm. Okay. So when we were talking about Matthew 4, 19, talk about come follow me, we talked about the word abandoning, right? Which you have to let go of things. So what Jesus understood was, was that everything that he possessed was in the, every, it was in the way of everything he needed. And so he says, go sell everything. That word sell means to exchange. Um, and everything is everything. As much as you have, as great as it is, he said, because there's treasures in heaven. So the thing was, he was holding these earthly deposits he had made, but was going to miss out on these heavenly deposits because treasure is a deposit. It's a storehouse for precious things. So what he looked, he looked at what he could hold in his hand as precious. And Jesus was telling him there's something more precious than that. There is a storehouse, a deposit that has been made for you in the heavens that is way more precious. And then he says, when you do this, he says, then you can follow me. Hmm. The rich man you ruler only came to follow. He didn't come to do anything that would set him up to follow. He didn't think, well, I have to do anything because look, I'm knowledgeable. I know, I know the law. <laughs> I, I, I understand who you are and, and I, I, I've got some wealth and I want to bring all I am and I want to go with you. 
And Jesus says, you can't do that. You cannot follow me and have all of that. It requires giving up what you think. Because here's the thing. If your, if your uh, love is in what you have, then you are divided in love. It says you cannot love two masters. You will love one and hate the other. He loved his money more than his desire to be with Jesus, which is why he walked away sad. And many of us, God has asked us to release something, let go of something. It could have been a something, a someone, a situation. It could have been an idea. It could, have, it could be the very thing that we think is the thing that is going to, uh, to, to, to make us successful. And God says, put that thing down. Give it away. Don't touch it then you can follow me. And many of us, we have, instead of fully putting it down, we've tried to repackage it or reframe it. So I wanna, I wanna, hey, are you unmuted, TV? Minister TV, are you unmuted? I unmuted you. Yes. Okay, uh -huh. so Minister Tifei and I, one time, um, were asked to speak at a conference. Prior to that, Minister Tifei is an incredible writer, but had also done some comedy. Before us going to this event, she had shared with me at that time that the Lord had told her to stop comedy for that time. Do you remember? You know where I'm going? Okay. We got to, now God told her to put it down. Okay. She was excited. We celebrated. And that was something she was actively doing at the time this was part you know this was part of her life and livelihood god said put it down we celebrated we rejoiced we prayed she heard the lord and she obeyed and we got to this conference and where she is a powerful speaker the conference host asked her to come and do comedy i did not know this before we got there and then the morning of, I think you came to me and she was undone because she was like, I know I am not supposed to be doing this, but they asked me. Now, here's what I also know. There was someone also there who had mentored her and discipled her and, 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 and Minister Tifei was also coming out of fear right at that time. Also a little bit of people pleasing at a that time, a lot of people pleasing. <laughs> and so that evening she gets up and she does comedy. And the person I know, and as funny as she is, I'm gonna say, and you can tell me, if it, 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 it felt very flat. It, it, it just didn't work. Okay. But in that moment, she allowed the pressure of others to cause her to fall out of the direction of the Lord. And because of that, God cannot honor what you disobey. So God, so Jesus could not honor the rich young ruler because in the moment he would not be obedient to what he was asked to do. And I remember when that was, Minister Tifei did not come, she went to the room and did not come out till the afternoon of the next day. And when we met, she said, I cried all night. 
in that moment, she became the, the she walked away sad. Because even when she didn't understand why God was asking her in the beginning to give it up, she willingly did. But here she was now exchanging what she knew to do, right, to, for acceptance and, and honor and, you know, a, a place at the table, a seat at the table. Right? So in the beginning, she let Jesus direct, but quickly took it back. And so I will say this to you guys, when you guys were, some of you who, who wrote it down, when I said in the overview, denying, that does not make what I said here, it's, it, it's, it's, it's two pieces. Because when you don't let him direct, you're denying his power in your life. So in that moment, she denied the word of God for a different kind of power. You know what I'm saying? And it didn't work. Thank you, Minister Tifei. Thank you for letting me share that. Right? And so what we have to understand is that this is what I love. In this text, that word sad means these two things. Three things. Number one, shock. <laughs> When you exegete that that word in this in in, in the Greek, it mean in, in uh, sorry in in the Aramaic, it means shocked. He walked away shocked. Also, it's the picture of an overcast of clouds, right? So you know what an overcast day looks like. So he walked away in shock and this feeling of an overcast day, and then finally, it also means self-revealed failure. Self-revealed failure. In that moment, when Minister Tifei finished, she went to her room in shock, overcast, and had a self-revealing moment of failure. And not towards the people, God. And so when we are deciding to, to, to not make sure that we let him direct, right? And instead, because we don't understand, we stop what he's saying. We set ourselves up to be in shock, <laughs> to live, to, now here's what I'm saying, to live in, in overcast and set ourselves up for a real self-revealing moment of failure. And some of us won't get to that self-revealing place because we are, we try to deny that that happened or misinterpret what happened or misinterpret what he really said, which goes back to why we cannot miss what he's really saying. But understand that when Jesus directs, there will always be something you have to give up. Always. When Jesus directs, there will always be something you have to give up and 99.9527813 it's you there's an aspect of you that you got to give up and most of the time it's your thinking understanding perceiving comprehending is all wrapped up in our thinking so next story 
Malcolm Matthew 26. Matthew 26. The thing we do not want to do is when Jesus speaks and we don't understand is walk away sad. The first thing we don't want to do is walk away, but you definitely don't want to walk away sad. And the only reason you walk away sad is because you are saying, I refuse to do that. And many of us have refused the Lord's direction because it didn't make sense. Why would I have to do this to get that? Why would you ask me to stop doing this to do that? Why would you ask me to give up? Why do I need to transform and change and grow and stretch? Why? So Matthew 26, Malcolm 36 through 39. And I'm using familiar scripture on purpose. Go ahead. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I, yet not as I will, but as you will. So I'm going to use Jesus to show you this this point here okay so jesus who is fully one with god fully aware of the plan of god but is now in human form wrestles with understanding why and if and uses the question by saying if it's possible <laughs> could you let this pass for me He's fully aware of what he's come to do. He was born to die. He was born to take on the sins of the world. So the man who knew no sin took all of our sin. And yet his humanity comes to this place and he has to, he goes to pray because he understands that his humanity is wrestling against the divine nature on the inside of him. So do you know that you can know a thing and still not understand a thing? You can know what you're supposed to do, but still not understand why you have to do it. And it's that second part, right? I know what to do, but I don't understand why that gets us in a next level of trouble. Okay? So Jesus is fully aware. He's like, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I, I, and I, I know what we, I, I know the plan. But, but even in what I know, I'm asking, is there any opportunity? that I could get, that this could be done a different way. Jesus. So if you think Jesus is wrestling with the plan, if you think Jesus doesn't understand the no, but, under, but it's still like, is, how could we do this differently? <laughs> if Jesus is trying to find a, another avenue, what makes you think that we're not doing that? The difference between us and Jesus 
is that Jesus steals himself long enough not to step out prematurely and make a big mistake. That's the difference between us and Jesus. He, he, know, he recognizes, I need to go get quiet. I need to go and be alone. I need to go and get my mind refocused on my father because if I don't, I could potentially ruin an ultimate plan that then causes men to die without the opportunity of salvation, without being redeemed. The weight of the world is on Jesus and he still understands something is happening on the inside of me that could potentially cause me to, to go in the opposite direction. I gotta go get still. I gotta go get quiet. So he goes to Gethsemane. He kneels down and he says, if it is possible, that means capable, may this cup, this portion pass from me. And that pass is, can it just go by? Could you just like, let it skip me altogether. Just let it fall to the wayside and, and, and go away from me. And here's the thing, that from means away from various senses because we have five senses, right? Smell, touch, taste, feel, what's the other one? See, thank you, honey. Right, so we have, so he's saying, I need it to go from, from my, away from my ears because I, there's noise. I need it to, to, to go away from the taste. I can taste, right, God, Jesus is like, I, I can taste the end coming near. I can see the end coming near. I can hear the end coming near. I can feel the end coming near. And it is gripping my humanity. And he goes, yet not as I will. And that, that, that phrase there, I will, is different than you will. So it's I will, not as I intend or desire or wish or design, but as you will. And that will there means yourself. <laughs> so it's just all encompassing. God, all yourself. It's not it, what I desire, what I, not what I plan, what I, what I, what I intend, not what I, just, but as yourself. <laughs> just not as me, as yourself. So he literally realizes I have to now take away the me and step back into us, yourself, because we're one. And I got to get back to the agreement we made. But a lot of us will know, but because we don't understand why, we will take ourselves out of going in the right direction because we don't understand why. See, there's a, the rich young ruler just didn't understand at all. But then there's another level of just not understanding why. Okay, so here are some things I want you to write down today. Number one, if God does not think like we do, then why do we question what he says? If God does not think like we do, then why do we question what he says? We walk around talking about his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. We talk about how great and big and, and how you know high God is and he's not man. And yet, if God does not think like we do, then why do we question what he says? Why would you question somebody who will never say what the world says, will never do what the world does, but also who created you? 
Do you know that you don't even know yourself greater than God knows you? Because you didn't create you. So if God does not think like we do, then why do we question what he says? I just showed you why. We don't understand or we don't understand why. Number two, our lack of knowledge of God's character and nature causes us to doubt his instructions. So our lack of knowing God's character and nature causes us to doubt his instructions. Our lack of knowing God's character and nature causes us to doubt his instructions. And I say that because when you define the word understanding, it means this, aware of the character and nature of. See, we lack, we lack knowing God's character and nature, which then causes us to doubt his instruction. We're not fully aware of who he is. We are resting on certain attributes of God and or things that people have told us erroneously. And then we, we rest on something that is not true about God. And then when God actually speaks, we wrestle because we're like, well, this is who you are. Why would you say this? Or why would you do this? Or why would you require this? Because this is, right? So the rich young ruler, his idea of God is based in an Old Testament dispensation under the law. Here is Jesus who says, I didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And there is now grace and faith and another level. And so he can't understand the two because he does not know the totality of the three in one. So he is stuck in one aspect of who God is, comes face to face with God in flesh and is like, oh no, that's not what I know. So I, that doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm gonna go this way. And so we lack the, the our lack of knowing the, the, the knowledge of God's character and his nature causes us to doubt his instruction. Number three, so number three is a sentence, and then I'm going to give you two things. So we take control from God when we. We take control from God when we. Two things. Number one, feel like he's asking too much or feel like it will cost too much. We take control from God when we feel like he's asking too much, number one, or number two, feel like it will cost too much. Rich young ruler, that costs too much. Jesus potentially feels like it's, it, he's, it, it's, a, it's a big ask. The difference between the two is that one was so well acquainted with the father that even in the big ask, he could refocus and do the right thing. Here's the thing. Faith causes us to understand that no matter the weight, God is the one carrying us to carry it. Faith causes us to understand no matter the weight, God is the one carrying us to carry it. 
I'll say it again. Faith causes us to understand no matter the weight, God is carrying us to carry it. Jesus in the garden realized it was God who would carry him through. He could not do it in his humanity. He could only do it in the divine nature and with his father. So when you do not understand, you need to allow your faith to arise and know that God is actually the one carrying you through it. He's carrying us so that we can carry the task. We can carry the mission. We can carry, you know, whatever that thing is. But he's holding us. You know, I go, so many people in their houses have that, or, or they, they, they recite the, the poem with footprints. You know what I mean? Have you seen that? And then you see these, these footprints, and, it was, and then it says the end, it was Jesus carrying you all the time. You know, so many people have it, but we don't really live that way. We're trying to, we, we want to see our footprints next to Jesus's footprints as a semblance of some kind of control, or goes back to that theology I said that is, is erroneous, which is the we theology. There is no we. It is, Jesus, it is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They are one, and then there is us. <laughs> but we means we make the decisions. We make the plan. We make the rules. We, no, we don't, we don't do that. He does that. And I'm grateful he does it because uh, I've met myself. Maybe some of you have met yourselves and, you know, you might not be the, the, the you know, the, the one that should be, you know, making some decisions, leading some people. <laughs> you know, you know that time you, you led yourself astray. <laughs> We've all done it. Doesn't mean that we are not you know, that we can't, we, we are not good leaders in certain places, but we were not created to lead ourselves. We were created to be led of God. If you don't write nothing else down, you were not created to lead yourself. You were created to be led by God. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the K-How Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.